This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. Another episode. Big, big week here. First things first. Former NFL player Gavin Escobar was one of the two individuals found dead on a rock climbing area in uh, Southern California. So prayers to his and the woman he was with his family. I remember he played for the Cowboys, Dolphins, amongst a multitude of teams. Moving forward onto the subject of the Cowboys, Michael Gallup is expected to play Sunday versus the Commanders. Next, Saints are going to start Andy Dalton, <laughs> and Michael Thomas is actually out against the Vikings in London. So let's move forward to the subject that's on everybody's mind. Tua's injury and the response to it. It was a terrible, terrible scene last night. The coaches have come out and made a lot of comments. He said, it looks like a back issue. We've heard a multitude of things. So first things first, Rob, what are your thoughts on what's happened with Tua and that injury? They're lying through their freaking teeth. I'm telling you, I'll tell you how it, how it is. Like, I four, four days ago, he was in a game. His teammates had to hold him up to go to get anywhere. I am like the biggest Tua hater there is because I just don't, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. However, in this situation, when it comes to his injury, he was obviously concussed. And even a doctor, I'll, I'll even put some of the videos that we'll talk about the doctors that uh, said that like, he, they didn't think he should have been back in the game because one got, doctor said if he goes back in the game, there's a possibility he dies. Um, saying that medical teams, medical staffs and teams have to take responsibility for people's lives. That's their job. And so when you make a mis colossal mistake like this, there you know there needs to be responsibility. Like again, I'm I'm yelling before the game and all week, don't play him. He could die. But that's my opinion on that. I'm not giving anything more than that. The Dolphins should be highly investigated on the illegal activities after what they just did. Elliot? Yeah, concussions are no joke, man. Um, two in five days is really, really not good. Um, he's lucky that, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he'll have some kind of damage, but he's lucky it's not anything super serious right now. But uh, yeah, you gotta be really careful how you go forward. Someone's gonna get fired. Someone's gonna get fined. Um, just wasn't handled the right way. Nick? Yeah, just to reiterate what, reiterate what they've been saying, NFL is is trying to cover up all the tracks now because they something bad, this, this is just one of the a terrible situation to see. Um, I think th players need to start thinking about their health more often. So hopefully we see better, better health and safety protocols. I think the coaching staff, medical staff, both NFL and Miami Dolphins, as well as Tua all need to be held accountable. I understand Tua, you want to be out in the game, you want to play, it's your dream, it's your passion, uh, but you need to be able to recognize sitting back. As for healthcare professionals, I think there needs to be more and different protocols put in place because there are times concussions can take days to even be diagnosed. So maybe on Sunday he wasn't, days later he could have been um just not a good situation all around 
And I think for Mike McDaniels as a head coach, this is a big learning lesson in knowing to advocate for your players. There is a clip now circling of a few years ago, Mike Tomlin had a player who had a medical disorder, was cleared to play on a game and Mike Tomlin still sat him. And following he did state, I'm not gonna be the person that makes a decision for another person's health. And I'm advocating to make sure that they have health safety and are good to go for following weeks. Um, and I think that's a big learning lesson for McDaniels in this moment to take and move forward. Um, but yeah, fines, lawsuits, I think that's all common. And and the, and the show that uh, was Emmanuel Ocho is on with, uh, what's his name, Wiley? I forget his first name. Marcus Wiley might be. He said that he talked with a neurologist and he, they said that when in terms of like, where people where the nfl and where doctors are at when it comes to analyzing brain injuries there there is they're as far back as like the 1960s when it comes to just the art that's just how how far behind they are as far as technology goes and if that's the case there needs to be better um tests to go about you can just be like okay um can you see my finger are you good no that we should not be a way to go about it we uh, can also another former NFL and even Miami Dolphins player, Junior Seau, who killed himself because of CTE at a very young age. I want to say he was in his 30s. And CTE is derivative of multiple concussions and head injuries throughout NFL players' careers. So I, I just think that we always talk about needing to do better. This is a situation where here it was to do better and no one stepped up to the plate. And, and it's fun. And it's funny. One more thing, uh, Brandon. David Carr was on like a podcast, and he was talking about the situation. Okay, bro. Let me tell you how they check for concussions. <laughs> Hold on. Put your head up against the wall, real quick. Lean back. All right. Lean back. No, just kind of off the wall uh -huh. a little bit. Now look that way towards Noah. That's what they would do. <laughs> that is disgusting. That's terrible. That that's what that is. I feel like honestly, the whole mantra of like football needs to change within itself because you see in football, it's that old school mantra of. Oh, if you get hurt, you're not hurt. Get out there and keep playing. Like, for example, when Matt got hurt, I saw thousands of people online saying, oh, he's soft and this, that, and the third. Like, the body's no joke. Yeah. You know, yeah, something may heal, but a lot of this stuff will stay with these guys for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. But 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 like the biggest thing about this is these these so-called experts that are trying to judge injuries like i did i got injured my ankle but then and then i can go home i could go sit on the couch these guys are playing in a sport where literally it's equated to two cars going 60 miles per hour and crashing into each other you're you're not gonna play on this high sprain ankle or a, a concussion after four days or after a week that's just those keyboard warriors need to just put down their their key go reassess their head injuries Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. it. It's, you know, like I was saying, just reassess how we view football as a whole. You know, you look at Tua. Tua's barely 25. I think he's 24. Mm -hmm. You know, this concussion stuff, this is stuff that's going to screw him up long term. You, mm -hmm. We've seen it. There's thousands of people we can all name who have suffered from CTE, Aaron Hernandez is one, and all kinds of football-related injuries. So I hope the Miami Dolphins are seriously fined and reprimanded for this, because this was unacceptable. But it's the just move, a, go it's ahead. It's an ongoing bullshit that they've been pulling this whole offseason between their owner and everything else that's going on. And I will, I will speak up on this because I've had people in my direct messages online when I posted about it 
and they're like, we, the media doesn't love the Miami Dolphins. Now, listen, I'm saying this is nothing to do against the Miami Dolphins. I genuinely, I, I do love this team this season. I think they are a fun young team to watch, but it's not that it's the Miami Dolphins. It is the strict fact of player safety and player health and advocating for those is where the point is to be made. It has nothing to do with the actual Miami Dolphins. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. With that being said, let's look at that game in a whole. I know a lot of us were thinking the Dolphins were going to come out and take that victory and continue to 4-0, but obviously circumstances were different. So, <clears throat> Rob, outside of what happened with Tua, what were your thoughts on that Thursday night game? Tyreek Hill is a problem no matter who his quarterback is. The man had 160 yards and just was he's seemingly unguardable. If he stay if Tua stays in that game, I think that they win they win their game. I kind of undersold uh Tua a little bit. Once Teddy brought Bridgewater came in the game, it just looked so disjointed and so just like they're lucky that the Cincinnati Bengals are struggling right now as far as I'm concerned. But what's your thoughts, Elliot? Yeah, I didn't really look like a a very great win for the Bengals. I mean, obviously, a win's a win in the NFL, but um, looked a little what? ugly to me. Um, T. Higgins got me a lot of fantasy points, so that was nice. I'm up against Brandon right now. But, uh, yeah, besides that, I don't know. Uh, I think the, the defense played well for the Bengals. I mean, obviously, when you take the starting quarterback out for the team, it's – I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just thought offensively they could have performed a little bit better. Okay. Nick? Uh, so I, I picked the uh, the Bengals to win this game. I expected kind of the outcome that that happened, minus minus the two two injury. The the Bengals could definitely look better on offense. I think that they were forcing Joe Mixon the ball way too much, and they weren't relying on the the wide receiver trio that they have that could be the best in the NFL. So I think we they should they, we'll see the Bengals improve from from here on out. Okay, Jill. Uh, I think for me, I, I am a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I do love him. I think you know, we were just talking about this prior to recording. I think he's one of the absolute best backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think it's one sad that's ha what happened to his career prior to all of this. But nonetheless, I think on the Dolphins side, not making up excuses, it's just a very difficult thing to see. These are people you pretty much live with day in, day out for months at a time. Um, so to see something like that happen, it's got to be a very eye-opening moment. So I think there was a lot of distractions on the Dolphins side, which was where Rob was saying with that disorganization and not seeming to flow right. Um, as for the Bengals, they played exactly how I thought the Bengals were going to play. I don't, I, I don't really know where they're what their plan is really um and i think they need to buckle down and get better because they do have serious competition in the afc north not even that still what 14 more weeks of football to continue with that they need to actually buckle down and be good to do so overall the game kind of went exactly how i thought for the Bengals side for the dolphins definitely took a turn i was not expecting yeah and even on the backup quarterback thing i mean you can take tom brady and put him into a game halfway through the third quarter right now on any team that's not the Bucks, and he's gonna struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you're you're not the guy, the week leading up, uh, yeah. Like even like we saw Cooper Rush, like he's been pretty great, but that first game against the Bucks, it was kind of shaky, right? Because when you're not the guy that's having reps of the receivers, and you're not going over the game plans intensely the week leading up to the game, it's a lot more difficult to be successful. 
So yep. it's not even that Ted, Teddy Bridgewater is a bad quarterback. It's just a tough situation for anyone to walk into. Most definitely. My question to y'all is, for however long Tua's out, <clears throat> does that alter, does that drastically alter your percep- your expectation of the Dolphins? No, I expect the Dolphins to be just fine. Like I said, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he knows how to use those weapons and exactly what Elliot was just saying, give him some practice, get him reps in with those weapons leading up to the next game. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I, I can't really, That that's pretty much what's it. You, you throw a guy that hasn't really played starting in who knows how long, you can't expect to throw him into the fire and expect production immediately. Though you gotta, there's gotta be chemistry built there. And if you're playing with primarily the twos, you can't expect to have like that cohesion with the ones. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, before we get into predictions, let's take a moment and acknowledge some of our sponsors here. Sundays are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio. Okay. With that being said, let's go ahead and predict this upcoming week of football. So first, we've got our London game, the Vikings and the Saints. Nick, who's your winner for the Vikings and the Saints? So I have the Vikings coming out of this. I I thought it was going to be close if Jameis Winston played. Now that we got the news that Andy Dalton's playing, I think that the Vikings should have a back-to-normal game where they win by two touchdowns plus. Okay. Jill? I'm picking the Vikings. I think this is going to be interesting because the last time we saw Andy Dalton versus uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins was playing for the, at the time, Redskins, and Andy Dalton was playing for the Bengals. So this will be a fun little old school matchup, but uh, Michael Thomas being out, and I'm not really quite sure what's going on with the Saints too much. So Vikings. For, for the sake of my record, please don't end in a tie. I'm picking the Vikings. And it was a it was a tie last time they versed. Yes. Uh, great, great job you bring that up, Jill. Last time those two quarterbacks versed, it ended in a tie. And yeah, I just saw it. And they were uh, both on different teams too, which is pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool, but I think Kirk Cousins turns back into Hollywood Kirk Cousins, and he plays good. But then again, knowing my luck, he'll probably play like garbage. It is it is prime time. So yeah. oh my god, I'm still picking the Vikings. Give me, okay. give me Jefferson for a hundred. Okay, Elliot. Yeah, I got the Vikings as well. Um, I think, I think the Vikings will bounce back. Kirk Cousins will lead the, the offense against really not great opponent and you know somewhat neutral area. I think he's got it. All right, I gotta go with the Vikings as well. Next, the Seahawks and the Lions. <laughs> Jill, I'm taking the Lions. I think the Lions. It's a weird sentence that I'm about to say, but I feel like the Lions are a more consistent team out of these two. Not saying the Lions are absolutely the best, but in the concept of these two, Lions to me give me more of a team than the Seahawks. Okay, Nick? 
the Lions have been so close on so many of these uh, these games. So I'm going to have to keep on picking the Lions. I think that that team fights around Dan Campbell, and I think that they're going to keep showing it. Okay. Fight his kneecap. I, I love their coach. I'm, I'm picking the Lions. I probably picked them just about every game in the, during this year. That, that team, they're one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL, and they're just – are they really one quarterback away? Because I think Jared Goff is kind of feels like the quarterback for them. Yeah, and the fact is that like that Jamison Williams kid that came out of Alabama. Once he comes in, oh my God, good luck stopping that offense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, I, I'll take the Lions too. Um, yeah, like everyone said Dan Campbell's the man. Uh, I think they're going a really good direction. Same here. So I I am a little bit worried that Almond Ross St. Brown is out. Yeah. So that that might hinder the offense a little bit, but I still think they'll they'll pull it out. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. The Jets and the Steelers. I gotta go with the Zach Wilson's back first and foremost. I gotta go with Pittsburgh. Nick, who you going with, man? So this this might just be that my crazy call of the week, but I I have no faith in Mitch Trubisky, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ride with the Jets here. Ooh, but you have faith in Zach Wilson. No, yeah. so <laughs> bouncing. This was actually a difficult game for me to pick uh, in doing my notes and upcoming for the week. I was going back and forth a lot, and there's a few games this week that I have been. Um, the reason I'm picking the Steelers is because I've at least seen that team play. I don't know, following an injury, just what production Zach Wilson is going to put on the field. Yes, they can always go back to Joe Flacco at some time, but if his production is that bad to put them in enough of a hole, the Steelers could take the W. And that's the, that was my deciding factor for Steelers. My lasting impression of Zach Wilson is just seeing interception upon interception upon interception when he burst us. And just, I what, he had nine touchdowns last year? Yeah, you got Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you got Brees Hall. He's still the same quarterback in my eyes. He wants to, take the hero, he wants to play hero ball all day long. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's maybe a dot bottom like seven quarterback in the NFL. He's terrible. Um, I think not only that, the fact that he's coming back and he hasn't played in a while, little while. And also Najee Harris is uh, he came out and said that he's not really happy about the media saying so that their offense is playing bad. So I expect that um, the Steelers and uh, Mike Tomlin with his Black Air Force energy to just go off on everybody. <laughs> Gave us all Black Air Force. <laughs> black Air Force energy. Come on, he gave the he gave the team Black Air Force ones. I'm telling you right now, they're gonna go off on the on the Jets. It's not gonna be close. Yeah, Elliot. I'm with Rob on this one. Um, I think this is one where the Steelers run up the score. I completely agree. I think Zach Wilson is probably gonna Terrible. be used as one of the biggest busts ever as a quarterback. I mean, yeah, he's Ryan Leaf. Yeah, oh boy! Good. Wow! 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 All right, Bears and Giants. I got to go with the Giants here. Nick, what do you got for me, buddy? Same, same with you, man. Uh, I think Justin Fields has passed for maybe 30, 40 attempts so far. I don't have to go with the Giants here. I think that the Bears are going to continue, continue to struggle on offense. And when I thought Justin Fields was going to actually have a breakout year this year, he's actually regressed big time. So until he proves it to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep taking the other team. Okay, Jill. I am taking the Giants. I think 
not that I think that the Giants are the better team. I would really think these are two very equal teams. Uh, however, I think they have a coaching staff that is ballsy, is pushing the limit, is trying to bring the best out of all of these players, where the Bears seem to be stuck in this hole of having a coaching staff that's not doing that. So, Giants. What has the what has the Bears done anything as far as uh, this offseason for Justin Fields? They got him to kill Harry. Right. Oh my God, that's the, the difference maker is Nikhil Harry, which us as Patriots fans know what kind of wide receiver he is. Uh, I'm going to pick the Giants. I'll probably be wrong, but they're a pretty bad team. Like the fact that they win games at all um, with Justin Fields, base, which is not his, his fault. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think that the Bears are going to bear. But what is your thoughts, Elliot? But I was, Monday Night Football, I mean, I think Saquon was looking good and even Daniel Jones, who I'm not, I wasn't particularly high on. Um, I think he was making some good throws and like stuff that receivers were dropping that wasn't really his fault. So I, I don't know. I, I think I have some faith in this Giants team this year. Welcome to the House Call Podcast. I guess I can say to you is don't come in last place in your fantasy league because things like this happen. Just making sure my towel's good. Um, I'm not making milkshakes today, let's just say that. Don't condone people doing stuff like this, but just under the circumstance, I'm kind of fucked. Um, hear that? No, you definitely can't hear that. Whole gallon of milk. Whoa, get last place oh my god it's like a brain freeze well Elliot I know you're gonna say something get fucked oh that's fucking cold ladies and gentlemen never get last place in your fantasy league okay the Titans and the Colts Nick what do you got man Titans or Colts so I'm going to pick the Titans here. This is one of those games that could just be a toss-up. And I think that uh, the Colts will, Matt Ryan, the real Matt Ryan will show up and he's going to throw two, three picks. So we'll, and uh, hopefully the, the Titans can capitalize off those. Okay, Jill. This is a big AFC South divisional matchup. I am all for it. I think this is going to be very fun. Um, Obviously, teams such as the Giants have shown how to contain Derrick Henry. So as long as that Colts D can watch that tape, familiarize themselves, and get ready for this matchup, it's going to be a good one. I like the Colts better than I do like the Titans. I want Derrick Henry to score a bunch of touchdowns. That's just for me for fantasy. But at the end of the day, I think Colts are going to be the better team. The battle of the dumpster fires. Like this, is the, both these teams just look so bad when we going into this year. I, I didn't pick the Titans to even come close to winning a division, but the Colts are just the biggest like anomaly to me that you got Matt Ryan, who I thought was a better quarterback than Carson Wentz is now just looks his age or maybe it's just his team in general. I'm picking the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's gonna have a breakout game. I don't see the Colts being able to stop him. All right, so I got a friend who's a Colts fan. 
And I asked him <laughs> after the win last week, and I was like, how the heck do you get blown out literally 24-0 by the Jaguars and then beat the Chiefs? And he said, the well, Colts are a really good Jaguars. team, except week one curse and the Jaguars curse. So that's good enough for me. I'm taking the Colts. I got to go Colts as well. The Chargers and the Texans. This is going to be Justin Hurt, the Chargers bounce back game. Last week, this is the bounce back game. Nick, what do you got for me, buddy? So the Chargers are super depleted with injuries right now. They just ruled out Keenan Allen again. And we're going to, I'm still going to have to pick the Chargers to win this game, even though they have all those injuries. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, I think we're going to see Austin Eckler finally have his fantasy breakout game of the year. Jill? So this was another game that I kept going back and forth in my opinions on teams. And I'm ending with the Chargers. I picked them to win. However, I do want to point out that last week was a terrible showing and it is due to depletion and injuries. I don't know how severe because I'm not a doctor, I'm not on the team, uh, how severe that rib injury is for Justin Herbert, because it obviously did show some impact. So I will end off with saying, I would not be surprised to see the Texans, number one, either keep it close or to see them win. As long as Austin Eckler gets more than four touches, I think they'll win the game. Just going to say that. Uh, I think the Chargers win this game, and I don't think it's, I think it's going to be close just because of all the injuries on the Chargers' whole damn team, it seems. Um, but other than that, I, I don't like the Texans. I, I probably pick against them just about every week. Okay. Ellie. Yeah. So, Jill, I don't know if you've seen two years ago, I believe college football semifinal Ohio state and Clemson played Justin Fields got hit right in the ribs. It was like pretty clear targeting call led to the crown of the helmet. It was rough. And he came out and he like finished the touchdown drive, but he looked bad, but then they came out of halftime and he looked fine because they just hyped him up on pain meds and he was good to go. So I imagine something similar is going to happen because rib injuries, really, they're just pain tolerance. So if you can kind of negate that, then I, I think it'll be okay. As long as you get you don't get Tyrod Taylor's uh, doctor to get right. No, it's the same doctor. Yeah, this is that wait, guy, oh, He's being sued by right now by Tyrod Taylor. I'm well, Okay, well, <laughs> then I don't know. Game time decision on my pick, then. Right. <laughs> See how many Side note, Tyrod is about to get paid. Yeah, he's doing for malpractice. Oh, man. I don't know how you blow it that bad, but let's keep it going. The Browns and the Falcons. Nick, what do you got? Browns or Falcons? The so the, I have the Browns winning this game. The uh, their, their run game is just too unstoppable. I see Nick Chubb going for 100-plus again. And then Cream Hunt just backing them up, and uh, I, I do like what the Falcons are doing. They have showed some some sparks on offense, but the 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 Browns defense is is the difference maker for me here. So I'm gonna pick the Browns. Jill, I I pick the Browns. I just really need Arthur Smith to uh, give Kyle Pitts the ball. Uh, he is on my fantasy <laughs> team. That would be great. Um, but the Falcons, I don't, I, I was expecting a lot more with Marcus Mariota and I'm not saying I expected them to be playoff Super Bowl caliber. I just expected more and I haven't gotten that more. Oh yes, most definitely. Rob? I'm picking the Falcons, but please, for the love of God, Arthur Blank, stay off the sidelines. 
Yeah. Stay off the fucking sidelines. If they're up 30 fucking points, just just find go to the crapper or something. I don't want to yeah. see you. Right. I don't want because the more it could be a they could be a 500 to nothing, and then Arthur Blank will go on the sideline, and I'll be like, you know what, Vegas, let me uh, let me yeah, let me. Put the, I'll go I'll go call up Joe. I'll be like, Joe, can you place a bet for me real quick? Yeah. Oh no, not not for the Falcons. I'm picking the other team. Yeah. Oh, God. General Elliot. Rule. Elliot. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. The Browns are two and one right now. Yes. Um, yes. So if NFL games were 58 minutes, it'd be three and zero. So. Just putting that out there. Um, I the brownies are really they're blowing my expectations out of the water. I think their their run game is really good. Um, defense is okay. You know they're they're not letting super high scores, so I, I wouldn't say they're one of the worst in the league. But um, yeah, no, I I think this is I like the Browns here. I'm gonna go with the Browns as well for the sole reason that I want Kareem Hunt to have a big game so I can further beat Elliot in fantasy. You're down like 35 points right now, just saying. Now, is that because I had guys playing Thursday Night Football? You didn't? Yes. You know. But still. Com- the Commanders and the Cowboys. Nick, who do you got? This is just one of those NFC East matchups that could go either way. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that Cooper Rush train once once more. And he's gonna he's gonna be four and zero to his what little NFL start as a starting QB, uh, especially with Michael Gallup coming back. I think that the offense will click a little bit better, and that defense just is cra- crazy getting getting to the quarterback. So Carson Wentz is not gonna have a great day every Sunday he has. So Cowboys, Jill. So. I just want to say I do not want to be Carson Wentz getting pass rushed by Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. That sounds awful, horrible, and just I would never want to do that. Um, Carson Wentz gives a performance every week, minus that week one performance where everyone was like, oh my God, it's Carson Wentz. Uh, Week two, week three, and now going into week four, he's going to give his just regular Carson Wentz performance. Um, what I am excited to watch, though, is the McLaren and Diggs matchup. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Oh, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I'm, I'm, pick, ahead, I'm picking the court, the 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 Cowboys. Jesus I'm Christ, words. The Cowboys. I'm sounding like Michael Irvin a little bit. I'm sounding like Michael Irvin a little bit. Cooper Rush is. Gonna do this all day long. <laughs> yeah, I think Cooper Rush, what he's doing right now, and there's really not much offensive talent on that team. I don't it's and Jerry Jones came out and said he doesn't mind about there being a quarterback competition. Not something you say when you got a guy's pay, getting paid like Dak Prescott, but uh yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. Elliot. Rush Mania, baby. I I actually to your point, Rob, I would not be surprised if Rush goes undefeated. It's difficult to take a guy out who's been winning games. So then like at that point, do you keep him in? I, I say absolutely. Like, you've already yeah. put the money into deck, but you don't want to go some cost just play him because of the money. When Cooper Rush came in, uh, was it not last season, the season before for deck, Dallas wasn't that bad. People seem to forget that. Dallas was not a bad team with Cooper Rush before. So I don't... No offense to you guys, I just don't understand why this is like such a shock to people that he is performing decent. Yeah, but uh, that's just because Dak he's not a not, big Dak name. Dak did not look good. 
yeah, that's true. But Dak's getting so much money that it's like, oh, well, Dak's got to be good because he's getting two hundred forty million. Or then, then okay, at this point, you pull you pull a Tom Brady, um, Drew Bledsoe moment. You trade him away. I, yeah, look, I'm not saying do that. Good. I'm not saying do that with Cooper Rush. But I'm saying if 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 Cooper Rush goes and runs the table and maybe loses one or two games, then at that point you really need to take a look in the mirror and be like, is it really Dak or is it just? Is Cooper Rush fill that that chemistry with this team well enough where you're like, nah, I don't want to move on from this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it comes down to the question of moving on from Dak, who's got the money for that contract? Shit. Who's got um, the cap? Patriots just, uh, I mean, next year, oh, I wouldn't mind Dak that. Prescott. I just, that I just don't deep. think there's any way that the, the Cowboys will move on from Dak. He, he has Very a higher he, he has a he has a higher ceiling and I would continue riding with Dak even if Cooper Cooper Rush goes undefeated. Even if he goes undefeated, I was gonna say like as of now, if we even if, uh, like, uh, if Dak came back today, I could understand that. But if Cooper Rush plays for like I don't know how long is Dak supposed to be out, like a couple months, like it was six to eight weeks, I think. Six to eight yeah. weeks. So if he's if he goes undefeated at that time or loses one game, you wouldn't keep Cooper Rush in. 100% nah. will keep Cooper Rush in. That, no, that's right. silly. At that point, you're disrupting yeah. in chemistry. And, or... You think it's going to be really silly to do that. Yeah. doesn't matter so how there much is money a you rumor pay Dak, you're winning. That Dak is trying to come back this week. And I bet yeah, you... I've seen his job exactly getting taken away from him. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it happen before. Drew Bledsoe. We all top five yeah. quarterback in the league, and uh, Tom Brady wet behind the ears in the second year got got the nod from the, Bill Bill Belichick. Just saying, I've seen it happen before. Well, that was because of the New York Jets. Yeah, that's that's a circumstance within itself. But let's look at the Jags and the Eagles. Now, I just want to say, I'm stunned to think the Jags and the Eagles may be one of the most exciting games of uh, mm-hmm. this week. Like. That's wild to me, but I gotta go with Jacksonville here. I'm gonna, I think Trevor Lawrence gets himself another win. Nick, what do you think? Uh, so, um, this is one of the games where I'm, I'm gonna be glued to the TV, watching it the entire time. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will pull it out, and I think that uh, Doug Peterson will have one or two trick plays that he's gonna throw out, throw out there against the Eagles and. This is going to be a high high offensive game, so it'll be real fun to watch. Joe, a, a good old Duval special, <laughs> change, change it up on him. Um, so this was also I, my like second favorite game of the week. I have one more that I'm looking at, but I think it's going to be exactly like you're saying. I I could see very high scoring, and I could see it being tennis match back and forth between these two offenses. I am picking the Eagles. And my only reason for it is I like the weapons and the fact that Hertz uses those weapons, in my opinion, more effectively. I think Trevor Lawrence, though they are doing good, I think he really is still trying to adjust and learn a lot of his team. But that's, again, my personal opinion. I challenge you, Brandon, to bring me up their schedule. Because the Jags. I am not a believer in this team. I don't care. They have a winning record. They put up 38 points to a Chargers team that had nobody. They put the Colts. Okay, the Colts. Because the Colts have out. looked the Colts have looked so good up until this point. Then uh, they beat the, the Chargers 38 to 10. And yeah. look, the, the, the Eagles are going to beat the brakes off them. 
they're going to beat the ever-living breaks off them. And until I can see him show up against a team that's actually good, I don't believe it. This is a game that if he pull, if he pulls it off against the Eagles, then yeah, I'm on the Trevor Lawrence hype train. Other than that, they have been Justin Herbert, who's injured, no Keenan Allen. Well, who else do they have? And then, so yeah, that's my thoughts. I don't know. They've got the Texans next. The no, but who have they versed? Who have they versed? The Chargers, the Commanders, and the Colts. Okay, I rest my case. Okay, I rest my case. I would agree that I think the Eagles are going to win, but I don't think it's No, they're going to beat the brakes off them. I don't think they're going to beat the brakes. I think it's going to be one score, maybe 10 points max. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I think this Jacksonville team is more legit than last year, certainly. Um, I like what Doug Mm -hmm. Peterson's doing over there. I don't know. I I just think it's going to be a close one. I think we'll be sweating until fourth quarter. Then maybe with 10 minutes left, the Eagles will put it away or something. The defense for the Jaguars is top five right now, and... I think that they're they're and who have they versed? <laughs> they they stopped Justin Herbert, even though he was he was hurt. With, with who at with who at wide receiver? With who at who do they have? Justin Herbert also has a brain injury. I, I mean, I could I do this all day. Oh, I know, I, can I know. Do this all day. Oh yeah, he, he's yeah. not leaving. I would, I would like to. I would love to pull up the the schedule last year because I know that Justin Herbert and Mike Williams with Austin Eckler did beat beat some teams last year. So it's not like they're incapable of winning without Keenan Allen. They do have some great, great wide receivers behind Keenan Allen to step up. So I think but you have to pair that with Justin Herbert's injury and the fact that Austin Eckler got four touches. Uh, guys, I'm really being able to keep hydrated throughout this piece of my liquid IV, but that's probably why I'm not like sweating my, you know what, off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. All right, let's keep it going here. Another uh, interesting game that I'm probably going to have on a second TV the Bills and the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, I got to go with my buddy, Josh Allen. Nick, what do you got, man? Hey, so I, I drafted Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen for a reason in my fantasy. I think that those two are going to those two are gonna show out. And this is going to be another one of those high-scoring games because I think both defenses are, are pretty depleted right now. So I think we'll see a bunch of big plays on both sides of the ball. And it'll come down to which defense can can maybe hold them in the, in the end. But Josh Allen, I think, will prevail this week. Okay. So I'm love Josh Allen, love Stefan Diggs. This was a game I'm the most excited to watch, and I've gone back and forth on this. I am actually taking the Ravens to upset. The Ravens in all three games this season have scored over 30 points. We want to forget that this offense is fire. And I don't know what you meant by like their defense is depleted. Their defense is good. They have Marlon Humphrey. They have freaking uh, what's Kyle Hamilton at safety. The Back. rookie who is doing insane. insane. I love this Ravens team. I think just like I was saying about the Jaguars Eagles, this is a tennis match going back and forth between these two high powered offenses. And for me, Ravens being home, I've been at a game at MNT Bank. It's electrifying. And not only that, I unfortunately think the Bills with their their depletion and their defense is going to cost them this game. 
I, I like the Bills. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that this team is going to be there towards the end, probably be in the AFC Championship. I don't. They're going to get their pieces back eventually. I just think that this week they're running into Ravens block and Mr. MVP Lamar Jackson at the moment. 100%. And he is a absolute fucking problem. I Look, for he was Jekyll and Hyde during the Ravens versus Patriots game. He looked really kind of bad in the beginning. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, my God, how can you stop this guy? Now he decided he wants to run the ball and you can't stop him. Um, the man is just playing like he's breaking so many damn records. And on top of that, he wants to get paid. I think with that, Bill's defense doesn't scare me at the moment. I think he's going to go off, completely off. It's going to be a close game, but... Lamar Jackson wants his money, and it's gonna—he's gonna earn his money this week. <laughs> I just uh, have to have a signed helmet next to me. Sorry. All right, all good. Elliot, what you got for me? Yeah, um, Lamar Jackson has a way of making defenses look silly. Uh, just run around and be like, well, why don't you put a QB spy there? And I was like, yeah, there was a QB spy. He just went around him. Um, yeah, so it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens won, but I, I still. My gut says the Bills. Um, That's indigestion. What? (laughs) (laughs) You need some Pepto. You may be dehydrated. Maybe you need some liquid IV. I got some right here. Oh, gosh. Now, into our uh, four four o'clock dud. The Cardinals and the Panthers. I got to go with the cards here. Nick? So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm picking the Panthers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cardinals. Oh thank God. How uh I don't know how anybody in the world would be able to trust Baker Mayfield. And Kyler Murray doesn't look that much better as of right now, but I think that hit the Cardinals will pull it together and they'll they'll win a close one. Yeah. yeah, uh I'm this is a game that I will watch the highlights. I don't I'm not watching it all the way through, unfortunately. I think both of these teams are boring. Uh and realistically, the Cardinals are the better boring team. So. I've never had faith in Baker Mayfield. God, he's another quarterback I think is just terrible. Um, given what he had in the Browns, and now, now he has even less of a roster with the, the Panthers. I still don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's, this one's going to be close. Kyler Murray really proved a lot to me during that Raiders game, and I think that he's going to run all over them. Yeah. Really? Um, I think Baker Mayfield's type of guy who's just very consistent, really bad. <laughs> I'm in time again that he is not the guy for the job. So, yeah, Card's got this one. Okay, okay. How long till Matt Rule gets fired? You think it's this uh, he, uh, he's got dirt on the on the owner or something, man. This guy should have been gone a long time ago. How do you- last week? Him and Hackett can go. Uh, Hitchhike on the, the road together. <laughs> what, it reminds me so much of Jeff Fisher, except for Jeff Fisher actually wins games. Some what games. is what is Matt Rule supposed to do with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold as his two options? Uh, play better, be a better yeah. coach. There, I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. I really don't want to hear that because if you look at the Patriots roster during 2020, who the hell did they have? And we won seven games. Carolina with also, it's the fourth season that they started out going, what was it, 0-3? Like, there's no reason, or no, it was the third season, of, uh, third and four seasons that they started out going 0-3. Like, there's no reason for that. You should be gone. 
<laughs> that that seat is shit. It's he's sitting on a volcano right now. Oh yes. Oh yes. All right. Another volcano here. The Broncos and the Raiders. I gotta give it to the Broncos here, just because I like seeing McDaniel suffer. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I'm right there with you. The uh, the Raiders have been playing abysmal to this point. Uh, we're we're waiting to see the the offensive guru Josh McDaniels finally do something. But oh. exactly. Um, so I think that the Broncos are are going to figure it out on offense, and their defense will continue to keep them in games. And we'll, we're going to see Russell fi- finally start cooking. He's got that subway commercial. Nope. You ever done anything dangerous? Don't let Jake watch this episode. I'm picking the Raiders. My reason for this is the day that Russell Wilson walks in there and goes, Nathaniel Hackett and basically all of these other coordinators, you guys suck. I'm going to start taking over leading this offense is the day that the Broncos, in my opinion, will become a good team. There are videos of him on the sideline. Run a pass! Run a pass! Let him go! Yelling at coordinators to tell players what to do and the coordinators are not doing it. So Russell needs to man up. He needs to start leading that offense. And until that happens, I don't see much change in Broncos. Hey, Raiders fans, what did I tell you before the season started? What did I tell you? Josh McDaniels, Mr. Screen on third and 27. Mr. Uh, it's a it's a half. It should be a halfback dot, but let me do a misdirection run with Brandon Bolden when I got Damian Harris on the sidelines. Listen, guys, he is terrible. Terrible, and I think it's just it reminds me a little bit. He, the guy drafted Tim Tebow. Um, that should be that should have been a, a warning sign right there. But um, when you guys go 0 and 4 bees, I'm picking the Broncos. Uh, and I mean, he's gonna cook. I think Russell Wilson's gonna cook this uh, this week. Sleepy chicken. No, no um, more, no more Subway commercials. Please, for love God, that would crunch. Be careful though. It's spicy. I'm just glad that we get to see Josh McDaniel screw it up for a different team. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey and all, by all means, he's your problem now. We don't want him here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want him here. Matt Patricia, our yards per attempt is up. Everything is up about I'm this game. Keep, keep him over there. Keep him over there. No, Matt Patricia person. I actually have a feeling he's going to flame out and then come back the same with Matt Patricia. No, did. fuck it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just, I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to happen. Um, yeah, you look at the Raiders, four and zero in preseason, zero and three regular season. Yeah, not a great look. Um, so it tells me that Josh McDaniels really cares about winning games. Like that's the point he really wants to drive home, but he's just not good at regular season. Um, so yeah. That being said, too many slot machines. Yeah. Vegas. That being said, um, I, I I do like the Raiders here because I don't have a ton of faith in Russell Wilson. Not, not that I don't have a ton of faith in Russell Wilson as a player, but as a Bronco learning the system right now, I don't think they're going to really be successful until maybe midseason, like week eight or nine. So, yeah, I'll take the Raiders here. Okay. If the Raiders lose this game, is it time for a change? Does McDaniels need to go? Does some no. sort of coordinator need to go? No, I want them to implode. Keep them there. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's also way too they're early. popping champagne on the sidelines at halftime. Keep them there. Yeah. I like I like the content. That impulsive. Um, an it's 0 and a whole new system. Fire run, like, in a yeah. new, it's a, one a team that just moved to a whole new city. It's a whole new system after a last season dealing with 
coaching issues and other players issues so i think it's way too early and just you gotta let it maybe it's a construction season as they call it and next season is a different story i think i think they deserve all the punishment that they get you kick a guy to the curb that basically what he combated last year with that team and made them made the playoffs with that team they deserve every bit of pain that they get I think this, I, yeah, I think this is the like the year that maybe maybe people will realize Josh McDaniels isn't suited suited for a head coach position or offensive coordinator, but let, or that, off, that's like, just my they, opinion. They have or water boy Devonte. No, not Adams. even water boy. He'll probably spike it with like vodka. Yeah, <laughs> they have they have too many offensive weapons in my opinion for them to not be scoring mm. over twenty one plus per game. Patriots and the Packers. This is going to be really interesting for a multitude of reasons. All right, Nick, what do you got for me? Patriots or Packers? I'm a Patriot fan, and I usually don't go against the Patriots, but this is one of the ones where I think they have no chance, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm going to have to choose Packers, and I think Aaron Jones and Rodgers will, will have a field day. Elliot? Yeah, I'm not even sure I would have picked the Patriots if Mac was still here. But the fact that he's not here, slam dunk Packers. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a ton of faith in the offense this year. I am taking the Packers. It's a system that even though they aren't playing absolutely stellar, it's a system I have more faith in than unfortunately where the Patriots sit right now. Not to say that the Patriots will or will not get better. I just think at this particular moment, they're not a system that's beating the Packers. Well, the biggest Patriots fan on this this platform right here, and the fact that Brian Hoyer is 0-11 as a starter doesn't give me um, and uh, just the Chiefs game gave me it, where he got benched for Stidham just gives me bad nightmares. Uh, I think that the Packers all they need to do is score like 10 points to win this game. It's real. Like I, I trust the defense. I even trust our offense. I don't trust the quarterback. Mac Jones before he went out. And this team overall, this offense was damn good. It's just Mac Jones' decision making and just overall like the blunders of our team. I think that with him being out now, I I don't see a. I think if they versed a hundred times, they would lose ninety nine. Oh, okay. you're giving one win! Wow, that's. I think that's like yeah, one. Well, we beat we beat the damn Bills when there's a shitstorm outside. So. Right. Right. I mean. I gotta go with the Packers as well. All right, the Chiefs and the Bucks. I go KC. Nick, this is uh, this is gonna be a great game. The what Brady's I think three and two against is it against Mahomes right now? I I want to say yeah. Yeah, so. I think two of those wins probably matter a lot more than. The yeah, I, I think that weighs a lot more. I, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Brady and the Buccaneers here. I think them getting Mike Evans and Julio Jones back on offense is gonna help out Brady a lot and ease some ease some uh, stuff off for the uh, for that O line because they've just been running Fournette like crazy and trying to ground and pound it. But um, I think the uh, the Bucks will find their offense and it'll it'll be a close one. So yeah, I'm not gonna do my Skip Bayless impression again. But as long as Tom Brady is the starting quarterback, I'm not picking against him. So Bucks all the way. I'm taking the Chiefs. I think, again, 
I still think that this massive personal issue at home for Brady is very much in his head. He's not looked right. I That Packers-Bucks game last week was dismal to watch, not to mention they've had to be practicing in a facility that's not their facility for the last week. I, I like the Chiefs all the way much better. As long as Patrick Mahomes can really solidify his relationship with his receivers, I, I think Casey takes it. I would never bet against Tom Brady, but this is the week I'm going to start. Um, I think that, like, I get it. You're getting Mike Evans back again, Julio Jones. You got the offensive line troubles. You got, like she said, the, the stuff at home does distract you in some way, shape, or form. If I go to work and, and my wife says something to me, I, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that the whole day. Ain't no way it doesn't leave as much. Happy so, wife, happy life, Rob. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with... I think the Bucks will respond eventually. I just think it's not this week. It, especially when you're going against Patrick Mahomes and that offense is starting to figure it out. Uh, they didn't do it last week, but I think that I'm not, I have no trust in this Bucks team currently. That Fair defense, though, so you got to give it to them. They're lights out. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I haven't. I really, I can't, I can't pick them. I, I, it very pains me to even pick the Chiefs, but I can't. All right. The Rams and the Niners are Monday night game. I got to go with the Rams after what we saw for the 49ers. That was embarrassing. Nick? So I'm going to have to choose the 49ers here. I do I do think that the Rams are good and, you know, they have a great offense. But finally, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting some reps with the first first team yeah. offense. He, <laughs> he was basically outcasted the entire offseason. So he didn't have any reps with the first team. He's finally getting those reps, and I think it'll show, and the offense will start clicking for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I love Jimmy G. He's doing everything right. We know. He's a great quarterback. Uh, yeah, give me the Rams. <laughs> I, picked, I picked the Rams as well. I Nick did hammer that point, and great is Jimmy G was a forgotten point it was off on surgery. They were moving on from him, all this other stuff. So last week and this week, and even into next week, I would think are kind of like his preseason games, getting in reps with these, uh, with his other players. I so badly want Jimmy Garoppolo to do well so that the uh, 49ers and their organization just completely blow their shit, considering they picked Trey Lance, who is, God, another awful quarterback. It seems like I've just been saying everybody's awful at this point. But um, Jimmy Garoppolo, please just stop, st stop stepping out of the out of bounds, please. Stop going in the back of your end zone, and then Dan Orlovsky will not be as happy. I'm picking the Rams. I think that the Rams are just too good, and I'm not. I have really no faith in this 49ers team. But I, I am going to be cheering for the 49ers though. Okay, and there you have it. This has been another exciting episode of the House Call Podcast. Remember, you can't watch the video. You don't want to watch. We're on Spotify. Give us a listen. Enjoy. We're on all your social medias. Twi twi Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We're there. This has been the House Call Podcast. Signing off. The Bills and the Dolphins. Joe, what are your thoughts about what happened with the Bills and the Dolphins? I mean, so the Dolphins basically beat a Bills team that was running, you know, 